What's going on, everybody? My name is David Campbell, and welcome back to the 21st Century Sports Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the most disappointing team in the entire National Football League, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, that's probably a bit harsh, but how can you not be disappointed as a Vikings fan? You had two games in a row. The Packers lost by nine, I believe, 45-36 at home in an absolute embarrassment of a game. And then somehow it got worse, and you lose to the Colts. 28-11 to 11 in Indianapolis in a game where Jonathan Taylor ran all over us. Phillip Rivers played a decent football game, and Kirk Cousins looked about as good as me out there. And for the Vikings, it doesn't get any easier. They have to play the Tennessee Titans, who are 2-0, two straight victories, two very close victories. Now, I, I, I really don't like where this is going for the Vikings the entire season, that is. Uh, unfortunately... Many people have already given up on the team despite two weeks. I am not one of those people. I am not someone who has given up on the Vikings already. I do think that there is still time for the Vikings to change this season, turn this season around. I, I really do believe that. It's only been two weeks. All these people want to tank for Trevor, and I'm I'm not I'm not saying we should do that. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't. I would not be against having Trevor Lawrence on our football team. He's a franchise quarterback. However, the season's still young. We still have a lot of talent. And despite injuries, and we've received news that there's two more injuries that I'll get into, despite all the injuries, the Vikings season is not over yet. And I believe this from the start. I looked at our first four games, and I saw, I literally said, if we go two and two here, we're, I'm in a good, we're in a good spot. I genuinely believe if we went two and two, we're in a good spot. The Titans at home and for the Texans on the road. Now, the Texans will be 0-3. I think the Texans will lose to the Steelers this week. They play. It's in Pittsburgh. Got to feel bad for them. They have like probably they're facing off against three of the toughest teams in the AFC. However, the Texans are next week, and we will break down that game next week. This week, we're playing the Titans. Titans are 2-0. Titans went to the AFC Championship game, AFC Championship game last year on the back of one Derrick Henry, running back. An absolute just monster of a human being. We will obviously the main goal is just is to try and contain him. Now it's not gonna be as easy. Because if you guys didn't know, Anthony Barr is unfortunately out for the season. Put on IR, I believe it was a I honestly can't remember what the injury was. But I know that he's out for the year. I know that uh that he's going to be very, very missed. We tried to replace him. Well, we did replace him with a guy, Todd Davis. It's a torn pectoral. Pector, pectoral. Pector, is it pectoral? I'm so sorry. I'm not good with like injuries. Torn pectoral. I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong. Anyway, um, unfortunately, if he bars out for the year, we replaced him with a veteran linebacker free agent, Todd Davis. Who most recently played on the Denver Broncos, and he's actually a really solid pickup. I'm very happy that we got a guy like him. I think I think he is a is a is a great replacement to Barr, and honestly, he offers a lot more than Barr. I mean, obviously, he's not as good as run stopping game and just getting to the edge, you know, just quick off the feet. But Todd Davis is a lot better in coverage. He's just as good of a tackler. Um, he's a very smart player, very disciplined football player. So. I'm actually really happy with the Todd Davis signing. We also signed 
former Missouri, Missouri Tiger linebacker, Kale Garrett to the practice squad. Who knows if he'll be able to make an impact or not. Either way, uh, if you guys didn't know, I'm a freshman at the University of Missouri, and to see a guy like Kale Garrett, who I didn't ever watch, never got to watch him play. He graduated last year, but uh, it's great to see uh, a Mizzou Tiger in the NFL. You know, practice squad or not. Uh, going back to the Vikings and their injury history. You guys didn't know we received news today, I believe it was today, this morning, that Mike Hughes and Cameron Dantzler, two starting cornerbacks, will be out for the Vikings. Dantzler missed last week. Um, it, it, I mean, he was he was bad week one, so and we didn't really get any better week two. I guess the only thing that changed was that Philip Rivers is a less is a lot less talented quarterback than Aaron Rodgers, so he didn't tear us apart as much. Mike Hughes, we missed. Guys didn't know Mike Hughes is my favorite player in the NFL, um, just from a personal favorite. I don't know why. Uh, there's not really a good reason to explain it, but I love Mike Hughes so much, and to see him get hurt again uh, just sucks. I thought Mike Hughes was actually playing pretty well this season, too, considering the fact that our secondary all, overall was just kind of trash. Um, I thought Mike Hughes was the one very small bright spot, if there even is one. Uh, now we're going to have to rely on Holton Hill and Jeff Gladney. Holton Hill has some experience. Jeff Gladney started his first game last week. He's our first-round pick. I'm interested to see on Jeff Gladney because it seems like people have already given up on Jeff Gladney as a cornerback, and I will never – I don't understand that because Jeff Gladney was a first-round pick, and we already gave Cameron Dantzler a chance more than Jeff Gladney, and I don't get that at all. And I understand, like, um, Dantzler – probably had a, a better camp and it might be a much better camp. The fact that dancer, a fourth round pick just jumped Gladney in the depth chart. And I don't get that. I don't understand why that's a thing. Jeff Gladney. I want, I want Jeff Gladney to prove himself. I want Jeff Gladney to prove himself. I liked him at TCU. I watched his film. He was very good. I, I liked him. Um, He's definitely a top five corner in the draft. I, I actually liked him a bit more than AJ Terrell, who the Falcons took earlier um, in the first round. Definitely not as good as Okude or, um, or CJ Henderson. And I would say probably a little bit better than Damon Arnett. Uh, I don't really know why the Raiders picked Damon Arnett, but I get to, I get to with the draft all day, but from the Vikings here without bar, without Hill, without Hughes, I mean, not, uh, sorry, without bar, without Hughes, without dancer. That's those are three defensive starters, not to mention the one that we already lost in Daniel Hunter. Plus Michael Pierce. Oh my gosh. The injuries are piling up. Michael Pierce obviously just opted out, but, um, yeah, either way, I think Troy Dye, uh, a rookie linebacker, was also put on IR. I don't know if he's out for the season. I'm assuming he is. Um, so the injuries are piling up. And obviously that's expected uh, with no preseason. A lot of NFL teams, you know, like the 49ers, are currently suffering from that. But you know what? Vikings just have to power on. Got to use that next man up, uh, next man up saying technique, whatever you want to call it. Unfortunately, they don't get any easier. The Tennessee Titans are coming into town. Tennessee Titans, I mentioned earlier, what did the NFC championship game? NFC championship, oh, sorry, AFC championship game last year. Where they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Chiefs went on to obviously win the Super Bowl, and the Titans, while being one win away, fell just short. Obviously, there's a big reason why they went there. They have a absolute beast of a man carrying the ball. Derrick Henry, this man, I mean, I could have went Derrick Henry 
for days on days, but you guys all know him. You guys all hate him. Well, I'm assuming most. If you're a Titans fan, you probably don't like to play against him. Uh, he reminds me, not reminds me, but I, I could just see this happening where the Vikings try to tackle Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry just says, what are you doing? Get off me. Much like an Eddie Lacy did when the Packers played us. I always felt like Eddie Lacy always used to bulldoze through us. I'm not comparing Derrick Henry to Eddie Lacy. Henry is so much better, but they're both big Alabama running backs um, who are hard to tackle, to say the least. Um, good news for the Vikings defense. A.J. Brown will miss his second straight week. Um, A.J. Brown, the second-year receiver, uh, made a big impact last year as a rookie and going to have an uh, even better year, too. Fortunately, he's only played in two games. I mean, sorry, one game. But um, Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys, even Khalif Raymond, are going to have to step up in his in his absence. They played last week without him. The main guy that stepped up, and I'll get to him in a minute, but Adam Humphreys had five catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. Corey Davis had three catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. But the main weapon in this offense, if not Derrick Henry, because they had to use this guy, as Derrick Henry only had 84 yards on 25 carries, average less than four a carry, which if the Vikings can do that, that puts him in a spot to win. Uh, but the guy I'm hitting at here is Jonu Smith, who is on my fantasy team, which is awesome. That guy's a beast. No, I will not want him to score any touchdowns this week, though, because of the Minnesota Vikings are playing him. But uh, Jonu Smith had four catches for 84 yards and two touchdowns, a really good game for him. Um, Johnny Smith is a super athletic tight end. He's like he's like Noah Fant, but Noah Fant gets more recognition, I feel like. Maybe that's just me. Um, Johnny Smith has got great hands. He's an underrated route runner. And, uh, of course, he's super athletic. And that's just really all you need from a tight end. You don't even need the athletic part. Look at a guy like Kyle Rudolph, who's effective for the Vikings. He's not athletic whatsoever, but he's got great hands. And he knows where to get open. Jonas Smith does the same thing, and uh, that's got a guy who the Vikings are going to have to watch out for. I thought that we would have an advantage going into the Colts game because Jack Doyle and Trey Burton were both hurt. However, the Colts have like the best third-string tight end in the league in Mo Alley-Cox, and he caught five catches, like 101 yards against us. Jonas Smith is a lot better than Mo Alley-Cox, man, and, and I'm, I'm honestly a little nervous to see what he does against us. That's obviously got to be a focal point. Is stopping Johnny Smith. I mean, realistically, don't get me wrong. I feel like Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis are fine receivers, but like they're not they're not as good as a, they're not as big of a weapon as Johnny Smith or even near close to Derrick Henry is. Obviously, goal number one should be stopping Derrick Henry. If you can take away the one run that forces the Titans to pass, and then the Titans are just not that good of a passing football team. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill had a good game last week. 18 catches, 24, 18 receptions, geez. 18 receptions, uh, geez, not 18 receptions, 18 completions. What am I saying right now? 18 completions for 24, uh, oh, out of 24 attempts, 239 yards, four touchdowns. So a pretty good game there. I mean, the four touchdowns obviously helps um, make the numbers look a little better. Ryan Tannehill fits their scheme really well. They got a, they got a good offense over there in Tennessee, and they know how to run it too. The Titans jumped out to a big lead. They're 24-10 at halftime. The Jaguars tried to come back, and they almost did. The Titans won 33-30. Tennessee's 2-0 in the year. Week one, they beat the Denver Broncos by two points. Could have won by a lot more. Their kicker, which is an actually a very 
uh, a, a very interesting topic to look at here. Steven Goskowski went had 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 a horrible week in week one, but however he bounced back two for two of the field goals, field goal game had a fifty one yarder. But in week one, Steven Goskowski almost blew the game, one for four on field goals, only made the one which was the game winning one with less than a minute a minute left to go. Derrick Henry had a much better game that week, had 116 yards, but also on 31 carries, averaging less than a four a carry. Corey Davis had seven catches for 101 yards that week. Very good for him. And guess what? Johnny Smith caught a touchdown in week one. So Johnny Smith has three touchdowns on the year. Former Viking Michael Pruitt also got a touchdown that week one game. So the Titans like to use their tight ends. Another former Viking who um, – who I thought I, – I wish we would have kept around, but obviously it makes sense that we didn't. Uh, Kari Blassen game, the Titans fullback. We drafted him. I believe we drafted him. He might have been signed as an undrafted free agent. Uh, he was going to be the predecessor to uh, – sorry, the, the successor to uh, C.J. Ham, But uh, C.J. Ham just decided to become top 5, 10 fullback in football. So I'm happy we kept C.J. Ham. Got to love C.J. Um, a cardio blasting game is a really good uh, cardio blasting is a really good fullback. Got a fun name. <laughs> so the Titans, like I said, they got a good they got a good offense there. They got a smart offense. You know, they're an offense that, I mean, it, obviously it clearly revolves around Derrick Henry, but they also can pass the ball and they can take shots. You know, Jonu Smith is actually surprisingly a deep threat. Caught like a fifty yard touchdown or something like that last week. You know, Corey Davis can obviously catch the ball deep. Not having AJ Brown is huge because AJ Brown is a huge deep threat. So, luckily for them, luckily for the Vikings, they won't have to watch out for that. But uh, don't be surprised if the Titans try and take a bit more shots. You know, they got the, they for sure have the weapons to do that. Tannehill might not be the most studly quarterback, but very efficient, hasn't had a pick on the year. So, you know, Ryan Tannehill is a perfect quarterback for their scheme. Looking at their defense. Oh, wait, before we get into their defense, they also have a very solid offensive line, um, especially the left side. They got Taylor Lewan. They signed a guy, Roger, Roger Saffold, um, who's always been a, a solid veteran in the league. Ben Jones is the perfect center for uh, just a strong, beefy dude who can move big guys. Right side's a bit weaker. Nate Davis and Dennis Kelly. I don't know much about them. Um, Dennis Kelly's a 30-year-old who was originally picked by Philadelphia. Okay, I've never heard of this man in my entire life. And then their right guard, like I said, was Nate Davis, who has been in the league uh, a decent amount. He's 24, but the younger guy. So, you know, maybe the right side will like to like to see what we can do. That'll be the, the Afadio Denebo side, and I obviously want to see him make an impact. He hasn't done anything this year. Vikings have one sack on the season. But looking at the Titans' defense, this is where the Titans really, uh, really um, – Make their make their uh, plays. Excuse me. First off, the defense was good in the first place with guys like Jeffrey Simmons, who's um, going to have a breakout year this year. Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown are really good too. Uh, two really good inside linebackers. Harold Landry is, uh, I believe, in his third year. Could be a second from uh, from Boston College. Yeah, he was drafted in twenty eighteen. So Harold Landry's a solid young prospect. Um, you didn't even record a sack last year. Oh, wow. Oh, no, that's so far this year. So far this year, Harold Landry has yet to record a sack, but um, Harold Landry is uh, is definitely someone to watch out for uh, as a pass rusher. Um, 
going to the secondary now, they have former Patriot uh, Malcolm Butler, who's obviously famous for the interception on Russell Wilson and at the goal line. They have a phenomenal safety duo. I was always phenomenal. They have a really good safety in Kevin Byard, who is one of the most underrated safeties in the entire league. They also have Kenny Vaccaro, who's always been a, a very good veteran, never really has really done anything wrong. Um, she's kind of been pretty good his entire career. On the other side, they have more of a veteran, uh, 35-year-old, I think. Uh, Jonathan Joseph, he's 36, Jonathan Joseph, who, you know, he can still play. Um, the Vikings have had their fair share of veteran corners. Terrence Newman, the main one, but Jonathan Joseph is, uh, is a guy to look for, you know, and then they also have Christian Fulton, the rookie from LSU, who I was really high on coming out of, coming out of college this year. He fell to the second round, which I was super surprised to see. Well, not so much the second round, but how deep he fell in the second round. He was the 61st pick in the second a really, really good bargain for them. Um, so yeah, you know the the Titans have a lot of a lot of good options on the defensive side. A lot of ways to stop them. Oh, I completely forgot to mention the fact that Jadavion Clowney is on this team. They signed him before the season started. You know, I was kind of building up that Jadavion Clowney. Obviously, we know a lot about him. He's a beast. Uh, there's not much else to say about him. He can just take over a game whenever he wants to. You know. Javon Clowney is he's not a fun player to play against, to be to be frank. Uh, I'm not excited for that whatsoever. But especially how the uh, especially how the uh, Vikings offensive line has played this year. Even though Brian O'Neill has been really good, I thought Brian O'Neill's actually been really good. Uh, the Titans' first-round pick, if you're asking, their second-round pick, like I said, was Christian Fuller. Their first-round pick this year was offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson from Georgia. Isaiah Wilson is hurt. Uh, he will not be playing. Leave. I don't know how serious it is. Oh, he was arrested for DUI. Oh, that's news to me. Yeah, so uh, Isaiah Wilson got arrested for uh, driving under influence. I did not know that, but uh, okay. Isaiah Isaiah Wilson, good, 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 good job, I guess. No, bad job. Bad job, Isaiah Wilson. Anyway, <laughs> let's go on to the Vikings side of things as we've talked about the Titans a lot here. You know, how the Vikings can stop them. I'm going to say it again. I've said it a million times. i say it again. The main reason, uh, the main thing we got to stop is uh, Derrick Henry. If we can just limit him to other than four to carry, not let him get to the second level, then we could have a solid game. And I tweeted about this the day that we lost uh, Danielle Hunter to IR. And I go, everyone's worried about Daniel Hunter not being able to get pressure on Rodgers, but I'm really worried about the fact that Daniel Hunter won't be there to try and tackle the beast that is Derrick Henry. And people ask me, it's like, hey, it's week three. I'm like, dude, I'm just saying the fact that Daniel Hunter's not there, who's a very underrated run stopper, um, that's scary. That's that's going to be – that's not going to be fun at all. Um, let's move on to see how the Vikings can, uh, can stop this Titans defense, who, excuse me, who's very good. Especially that front, that front seven, you know. Um, especially their they're, they're, they're linebacking court, Davion Clowney and Harold Landry on each side are not going to be easy to stop. If Clowney's going against Riley Reef, I don't. That's not a good matchup whatsoever. Um, Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans are super good linebackers, you know, both very very underrated, and they are more than capable of stopping Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Um, the D-line overall isn't great. Jeffrey Simmons is solid, but Daquan Jones has been a veteran that has really made a, a great impact in his career. And I don't know much about Jack Crawford, their other 3-4 defensive end. But, um, you know, Simmons is, is very good. He can 
definitely stop the run as well as get the quarterback. So it's going to be not great to see that. Daquan Jones will be going against Garrett Bradbury. Garrett Bradbury's had a very good year this year. Um, one of the few pieces on the Vikings that has had a good year. Him and Brian O'Neill have been really solid, especially. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really happy that they've been balling out because, they, they, yeah, especially Garrett Bradbury taking a huge step up. Now, I know you're about to, about to clown me for what I'm about to say, but I think the Vikings' key to this game is actually to throw the ball. I'm looking at this front seven, and I'm not liking what I'm seeing. However, look at the secondary. Malcolm Butler is obviously a solid corner. He's not the number one shutdown like he used to be for the Patriots, but uh, they the Titans actually have a number one shutdown in Adore Jackson. However, Adore Jackson is on IR. He will not be playing this game. Uh, if Adore Jackson played, that I I really did not. I would not like our chances whatsoever to do anything um, in the air because with with Adore Jackson, Malcolm Butler. Uh, Kevin Byard as a safety, a ball hawking safety. I would not like that whatsoever. With Jackson down, the, the second quarter is now Jonathan Joseph. And I mean, I, I guess I would assume Butler might be a nickel corner. And if that's the case, that's fine. But Jonathan Joseph, if he's lining up outside, which I know he does against Thielen or, or Justin Jefferson, if it's especially against Thielen, Thielen can destroy Jonathan Joseph. Jonathan Joseph is, is, Jonathan Joseph is not the player he once was, nowhere near it. And being 36 years old, Adam Thielen, being one of the best receivers in the league, will can can definitely beat Joseph on the outside. Even a guy like Justin Jefferson can beat a guy like Joseph on the outside. I really do believe that because Jefferson has, uh, I would say, near elite quickness and just agility, the ability to change directions. Um, we've already seen that in the first two games, and the fact that he's only caught like seven balls, not even, but when he's caught the ball, you know, the, the way he's running routes, he's he's moving quick on the field. He's got quick feet. Jonathan Joseph is 36 years old. He does not have quick feet. <laughs> and then uh, Christian Fulton, I maybe mean, we'll see a lot more of him. He's still a rookie. Um, it'll be fun to watch him play. I'm looking for the Vikings to – I'm looking for Kirk Cousins as a bounce back game. You know, obviously he – like I said, played about as good as I did or I would have played. Honestly, I probably could have played better. What was the one thing I saw where it's like uh, your quarterback rating if you – uh, take three stop three uh, a three step drop and throw the ball straight into the ground every time is going to be thirty eight point nine and Kirk Cousins was below that. I mean he didn't have a good game. This, <laughs> there's no need to sugarcoat it. He had a bad game, but I think this is a, a, honestly an opportunity for for Kirk to bounce back. Um, one thing that I would highly suggest against is taking deep shots, especially on the Kevin Byer side of the field. You know, Byer is one of the best ball hawking safeties in the entire league, unless it's there. I wouldn't be forcing it. We kind of forced it last game. I felt like Kirk definitely forced it last game. All game, he forced the feeling. But just in general, taking deep shots, I think just small passes, getting small completions. I want Kyle Rudolph to really get involved. I think Kyle Rudolph will get a touchdown tomorrow uh, on Sunday. I really do think that. But anyway, we talked a lot about Vikings-Titans. We have about a little bit of time here. Let's go through the entire NFL schedule. Um, and kind of, I'll give you my pick for the game. Give you my upset. We include a few upsets too. Starting off, we got the 49ers and the Giants. 49ers obviously lost a ton of players to injuries. Uh, Jimmy G is not going to play. Uh, Mostert's not playing. Kittle's not playing. Um, the Giants did the. Oh, also on the other defensive side, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, etc. The, the, the 49ers, they have a lot of weaknesses. However, the Giants suck and their defense is really not that good. I do think the 49ers will eke one out here. It'll be low scoring. Give me 49ers 16 to 10. I know it's a bit of a non-score. The Giants don't have Saquon Barkley. Um, the 49ers still have a ton of talent. 
despite no Bosa, no Thomas, no Mostert, no Kittle, no Jimmy G. The only thing for the 49ers, can they score enough points? Because I, I know they'll be able to stop the Giants offensive, uh, the Giants offense, you know. Um, Sherman's still healthy. Tukwaski Tart's still healthy. Fred Warner's still healthy. Quan Alexander, I, th- I think they're all healthy. So, and if that's the case, then 49ers defense is still uh, more than talented enough. Let's move on to the next game here. Uh, the Washington football team played the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Just a quick check. Yeah, Kawhi Alexander's healthy. Fred Warner's healthy. Dre Guns. Anyway, anyway, sorry. Um, let's go on to the Washington football team with the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. I got the Browns this one again. Browns going to get two straight wins. Um, they finally found a good recipe, and that's running the football, and they're going to have to do that. However, they're going to have to pass as well because of the fact that the Washington defensive line is one of, if not the best in the football in the entire league. Almost at the football league, which has been kind of funny to say, but yeah, I think um, I think the Browns take this one. It'll be a good game. Grant Haskins isn't quite there yet, you know. Hopefully, he'll have a good game though. Let's go on to the Bengals versus the Eagles. I got a Bengals fan. Uh, shout out Jake Circus. I don't know if you're listening or not. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals in this one. You know, the Eagles are kind of scrambling right now. Joe Burrow is looking for his first one. I I do have the Bengals taking this one. I, I think they do, and I, I think Joe Burrow throws three touchdowns. I think Joe Burrow might have a breakout game. I really do. Bengals will take it. I won't give scores. Only that for the first one, I guess. Let's go to Raiders Patriots. Raiders are two and zero. Looked really good against the Saints, man. I'm, I got the Pats in this one. It's at Gillette. I think the Raiders will keep it close for probably the entire game. I think it'll be a very close game. Very one to watch out for for sure. If you're not a fan of either team, I'd still try and find a way to tune in. It'll be a good game. But I think Cam Newton's gonna kind of just unleash the beast that is Cam Newton. I got the Patriots taking that one. Bears Falcons. Bit of an upset here. I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it's at it's at Atlanta. Bears have not looked good despite being two and zero. The offenses look good for Atlanta. Um, so it's be fun because the Falcons have a great offense, and the Bears have a bad defense. Uh, sorry, Falcons have a great offense. Bears have a great defense. Bears have a bad offense. Falcons have a bad defense. So you know, should be um, should be fun to watch that matchup. Uh, I got the Falcons taking it though. I think they'll be able to get a win there. Rams Bills. This might be the game of the week, honestly. Next to uh, the Monday Nighter, of course. Rams Bills, both two and zero teams. I got the Bills taking it in Buffalo. The Rams have had a really good start to the season, and uh, they're they're obviously showing that hey, we're still here to stick around. We're still here to play. Uh, I got the Bills taking it though. Bills had a really good team team this year. I think they're going to be uh, one to reckon with. Texans Steelers in Pittsburgh. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, not much to say here. Steelers are a better team. They're two and zero. Texans will vote zero and three. Titans Vikings. We'll save that one for last. Um, Panthers Chargers. Two teams, you know, that Panthers are looking to stay stay in the season, not give up quite yet. The Chargers might get a wild card spot this year. I'm going with the Chargers. Justin Herbert looked really good last week. If he's not the starting quarterback, and not in the starting quarterback, Anthony Lynn is an idiot. Jets Colts got the Colts. I mean, not really to explain. Jets are a bad team. Probably the number one overall pick this year. Colts come off a great win. Jonathan Taylor will do that again. We've got Cowboys, Seahawks in Seattle. That'll be a really good game. I actually have the Seahawks taking this. I was you thought I was going to say Cowboys. Absolutely not. Seahawks are the best team in the NFC. Um, Russell Wilson's playing like an MVP, and the Cowboys offense will not be able to keep up. I feel like you know their offense is there, but um, the Seahawks will be scoring because the Cowboys defense lacks. Lions Cardinals might be the snooze fest of the week. I mean, wait, never mind. That's the next one. Uh, Lions-Cardinals is a afternoon game. These two teams tied last year in week one. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. They're going to go to 3-0. Kyler Murray is a stud. 
I think the MVP race, I think you'll realize that we gave the MVP race between Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, and I genuinely do believe that. That's why I think I can't wait for that Seahawks-Cardinals matchup later in the season. They played twice. Um, this will probably be the stinker of the week. Buccaneers-Broncos. I think the Buccaneers take this easily. Buccaneers had a good game last week against a bad team. Guess what? They play another bad team. Um, Tom Brady knows how to knows how to pick teams apart. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I think Godwin's back. You know that'll be a big plus. Fournette had a good week last week. Only just build off that. Broncos are without Locke and Sun. No chance. Packers Saints on Sunday Night Football. I'm gonna go. This is so tough because I hate the Packers, but I think they're gonna win. Go the Packers. I think they're gonna take it. Um, Devontae Adams might not play, though. Actually, if Devontae Adams does not play, Saints. But if Devontae Adams plays, Packers. Chiefs, Ravens, Monday night football. What a game. Game of the year, perhaps. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson is uh, is silently going to have an f- amazing year, and people aren't talking about him as much. We're talking about Russell Wilson a lot. I got the Ravens taking this. Back to Titans-Vikings. You know I'm going to take my Vikings. No way I'm betting against them. Vikings are going to win. I'll give a score for this one. Uh... 20, I don't know, 24, 21. Yeah, game-winning field goal, Dan Bailey. Why not? But, yeah, those are my picks for the week. Um, if, uh, if you guys want to find a way to talk to me, feel free to uh, follow me on Twitter, David Camp, M-I-Z. Thank you guys for listening to episode four. And uh, I'll see you guys probably Sunday afternoon. Talk about the Vikings game. Have a good day.